You're listening to the Horses, Hats, and Bourbon podcast. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Tanya Ablin, Vice President of Communications for Churchill Downs. She is the communications force behind the Kentucky Derby and Churchill Downs. We dive into everything that is happening with Derby Week. She even had a couple of surprises, and it all begins with opening night. The Horses, Hats, and Bourbon podcast brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. All right, Tanya, are you just like beyond excited as the countdown is on and you're closer that this feels like a really kind of back to normal derby? Like it's on. You know, I laugh because we keep saying normal derby and Claudia, you and I have talked about there really is no such thing as a normal derby. I bet if we chronicled 148 years of the derby, none of them have ever been the same. There's always been something wild and crazy that happens to make it memorable and exceptional. But certainly this year, I think everyone is just more enthused than ever to get back to the track. And, you know, as of today, well, you know, when we say this many days till Derby, that's one thing. But now the Derby festivities keep starting earlier and earlier. So we just have more to celebrate and more time to do it. All right. Take me through all the big things that are kind of culminating with kind of Derby week and the first Saturday in May. You have a lot going on. Right. Yes, we do. So opening night of Derby Week has become sort of its own major event because there's such a different feeling to watching racing under the lights. So um, it's Saturday night before the Derby, exactly one week before. And we really kick it off. We try to do it in some sort of fantastic fashion. And, and on that note, fashion is really what we decided to focus on this year because we think the Kentucky Derby and really fashion at the races is so such an incredible part of the culture of horse racing. And so we thought, how can we take that memorable iconography of Derby, which is, as you know, wearing a hat, wearing something that, you know, in my case, probably costs more than, you know, my wedding dress. <laughs> it's the thing that you really splurge on and you want to feel special. And how do we sort of make that more fun and feel like, you know, there's really take some of the pressure off. So we thought opening night, let's make that about avant-garde fashion. And the way we're doing that is we're bringing in roads for him and for her, and they're going to curate a fashion show in the middle of Aristides Garden. So imagine models sort of walking around, not amongst the horses, but really around them. And so that will create a special atmosphere. And then we're bringing back Gunnar Detheridge, who is a Louisville born artist. He's now at Los Angeles based, and we're bringing him back for a homecoming. And He is going to create um, an art installation that will be interactive, that will be very much fashion-based. And we're just encouraging people to have some fun and come and enjoy racing in a night of of fashion with us. Don't you love the way that opening night has evolved over the years? Right before it's just, okay, we're open. (laughs) And now it is, it's an event. Like you need to be there. You're exactly right. I think it's funny to look at the whole Derby Week product and think, to your point, opening night for some people is their favorite night of the week. So that's their derby. Um, and then for so many people, you hear the same thing about Derby. Champions Day has become a major event for us as well. And then, of course, going back to the years, you know, when I was in college, we all wanted to go to the Oaks. So we've just expanded the racing product so much for you're right. It used to be another day at the races. And now it's like a CNBC must attend event and opening night is certainly the one that I think has um, just resonated with the most people. And just expanding like the things that you want to go and see, you all have completely expanded the ways to sit and experience the race, right? Like I feel like every season I go out there, there is a new place to, oh, I haven't, I haven't been on the track on that side. You know, I think I want to check this out and it almost offers a whole different experience. 
That is a really good point. I, I think customer expectations for really customized experiences have increased. So, you know, there used to be the time when you, you got a box to the Derby or you were on Millionaire's Row or you were in the infield and those were really your options. And now we have, we have premier dining experiences that are at, you know, levels above Millionaire's Row, just below. We, we really have variables and varieties of experiences that I think means the Derby is for everyone. Now, look, I still love a good infield experience. I'm not going to lie. And hopefully this year at Derby, I think might be the best infield experience ever because we have, for the first time, we're opening it up to general admission and we have a, a music performance by, at, by Nathaniel Greatliff and the Night Sweats. And um, I think that that's going to bring out this really cool festival experience and people will even migrate from their seats into the infield just to enjoy that. So I'm looking forward to it. And that's on Thurby. That's on Thurby. Yes. I, so it's like the entertainment value just kind of starts dripping in the week of, which I love. Yes. <laughs> and I, always, and I love Nathaniel at Rayclip and Night Sweats. And, and I, I always hesitate before I say it because when we first announced them for people who weren't familiar they all kept asking, isn't that the kid from Harry Potter? They were th thinking of like Daniel Ratliff. So I always yeah. just stop myself. No, 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 very different. <laughs> very, very, very different. different. <laughs> when Derby Week actually begins, like racing starts, what, on Monday? Uh, on, on Saturday, yeah. On Saturday, on Saturday, and then goes like straight through. Uh, when do you, you said Champions Day has really kind of become a thing. That is on Wednesday. And what, for people that maybe have never been to the early days in the week, what are those kind of feature like a champion's day? And then what makes it like a draw that a lot of locals want to attend? So champion's day was originally created to appeal to the horse race lover. So, so much of Derby has become about the spectacle and the pageantry. And we really have that core audience and they just love racing. And so we created that and we would bring out sort of hall of fame jockeys and trainers and, and have meet and greets and, and autograph uh autograph signings back when people still want an autograph instead of a selfie. I think now it's probably just a photo op, <laughs> but um, we created it for that reason. And then in last year, in 2021, we realized we had this incredible opportunity when we were faced with this discussion of horse racing in the modern world and a lack of diversity in the industry. And we thought that Champions Day could really become an opportunity for us to explore how we can remedy that. And so we started uh, calling it Champions for Change. And we were working with a lot of organizations across the state, across the country, who were committed to increasing diversity in, in the sport of horse racing, in the business of horse racing. And so we started thinking about how, how can we create those opportunities? So we worked to, to pull off this beautiful moment um, last year for Champions, Cha Champions for Change, where um, we had an incredible vocalist sing Lift Every Voice. And we had all of those organizations represented on the track. And we spread out on the track, but we, we stopped just short of the finish line to sort of uh, symbolize that we know we're not there yet, but we have these incredible people who are working toward the solution. And so we're still very committed to that. Um, this year, we're still keeping in that Champions for Change um, sort of theme. And this year, we're focused on women in racing. And so for Champions Day, we have a panel of exceptional women, owners, breeders, vets, jockeys, um, you know, even sponsors for the Derby to talk about how, you know, the place for women in this industry, those who've sort of blazed the path, and hopefully it's an opportunity for those who want to follow to really learn how to be involved in this industry. We've done Champions Day, Derby. All right. Oaks is always one of my favorites. 
you know, just honoring, you know, year after year, breast cancer survivors, what can people expect on Oaks Day? Oaks Day, we're really preserving that tradition. And Claudia, I hear, I hear both sides of this every year as we go into Derby. And I would say the majority of people I hear from love this tradition so much, they never wanted it to change. So we're going into the 12th year of the Survivors Parade to honor um, breast cancer survivors and those still fighting you know, their journey against breast cancer and um, ovarian cancer survivors. So we will just this year be honoring the nominees from 2020. So if you'll recall, we always do this process where the public nominates survivors mm -hmm. um, and then we do a public vote and we pick the top 140, at the time it was 146 because it was the 146th running of the Oaks. Every year we honor the number of, of runnings that, that the race has happened. And um, you know, because of COVID, obviously we were spectator free in 2020. Last year, due to health concerns, we didn't feel comfortable having the survivors or those with compromised immune systems uh, together. And so this year we're really gonna try to make a splash for those survivors. We're finally able to have them in, per in person have the survivors pray, which everyone loves so much. And we still encourage people to incorporate pink into their wardrobe as a way to honor them. Um, and so, you know, I have a, a small percentage of people in my life who are like, I'm, I'm tired of pink. Like, let's come up with something new. <laughs> but honestly, I think a large majority really enjoy being told what to do and what to, yes. <laughs> what to wear. And it's just become such a time-honored tradition in, you know, just over a decade. So, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. We, we don't show any signs of backing away from that. We're really committed to that cause. And I look at it more as just almost a women's empowerment day yeah. and rising above the odds. And it's such a special moment. It's really my favorite part. And I think, I think sometimes the men enjoy wearing the pink more than anything. It's like <laughs> maybe something they right. wouldn't normally embrace. And they're like, well, you know, I'm going to do it today. I think you're right. I think yeah. the men do really enjoy it. And that's something that uh, was said in front of me the other day. And I don't know why it, it, it caught me off guard. And I thought, say, say that again, I really enjoy it, which is, you know, coming to Churchill Downs, it's like Halloween in that you, you get a permission slip to wear something that you normally wouldn't almost like be somebody other than yourself. So I really appreciated that. And do you still get chills just thinking about, you know, on, you know, kind of the morning of the Kentucky Derby that you are just in this really awesome position to witness it in a way that other people cannot and get excited about the day, almost like a tourist would. Yeah, you're right. I never take that for granted, or at least I try not to, even under the most stressful of circumstances, I just remind myself how much the Derby means to so many people. And that really is the, the driving force. And that's what motivates me. So I always try to find that moment where, you know, it's usually before the sun rises over the twin spires when you're watching the horses do their morning works, just to remind yourself how special this is, yeah. um, you know, how much a little girl in Monticello, Kentucky probably never would have dreamed that she would have the opportunity to do that. Any special surprises or anything new that we can expect Derby Day? That you can tell me. <laughs> you know, I'm hearing rumblings. It's so funny, Claudia, because Often it's just rumors to me too, until it happens because you oh, never yeah. know what's going to work out. Um, there have been some exciting rumblings. I will say to give a little clue uh, there, you know, there's a movie that's filming in Kentucky right now that I'm sure you know about. And there's some yeah. people involved in that, that um, may decide to come to the Derby. Right. Um, we're having some really exciting conversations around the national anthem. And that's always one of those things that surprisingly falls together at the last minute because so many celebrities, especially 
as you know, keep their schedules open yeah. and you know, to make sure they're not booking other other gigs. And then if they're still open, then they're ready to confirm. So often those really fun things just kind of come together at the last minute. So I hate to be coy. I would confirm something I could. Uh-huh. They're all still sort That's of pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty close. Right. And I always feel like watching the Derby, whether it's on TV or being there, there's always certain things that kind of catch me that I'm like, oh, this is a nice new surprise. Something that evolves it, I feel like, and makes it relevant every single year. It's always relevant, but you know, I just feel like, I don't know, there's just these moments that happen that I'm like, oh, oh, this is, this is special. Yeah. As we uh, draw closer to the 150th Derby in just two years, we're doing, we're having a lot of conversations internally about what is our brand? What does the Derby stand for? And what are the words that we would use to describe the Derby? And there's almost never complete agreement, but the word I keep coming back to is unbridled because yeah. to me, unbridled, you know, it, it means somewhat untamed. And, and the fact that it's sort of a, a equestrian word is helpful, but, you know, I think about in Kentucky in general, um, is so hard to qualify in just certain words and it's so unpredictable and the Derby is as well. And so the, the spectacle of that and the pageantry and so much of it is based on tradition and things you can sort of rely on year after year. But to your point, Claudia, so much of it is, wow, I didn't see that coming or, yeah. you know, like that's an, a new piece of the, of the tradition or the spectacle that, that I'd, I'd never seen before appreciated. You mentioned growing up in Monticello. Uh, is it Grayson County? So I got my counties. It right? is Wayne County. Wayne County. Wayne County. Wayne yes. County. <laughs> Are there growing up? Do you have memories of your what was Derby? My family's like right around that Lake Cumberland area, so they didn't really do Derby Week, right? They didn't have the things that, that we do, but we had like rites of spring that we could not wait. Or going down there and visiting family, I could not wait to see them to do certain things. So growing up in Wayne County, did you have those those spring things that you're like, oh, that you could not wait to look forward to? <laughs> well, we would always learn a little bit about the Derby in school. I mean, you're right. It's not the weeks and weeks of celebration that we do in Louisville, Kentucky. But, uh, you know, we'd learn about the horses the week of and everyone would sort of pick a favorite. And so that was sort of the first signaling that, OK, this is coming. And then as I got older, our, our prom day always fell on Derby day. And so oh. I had this way of, <laughs> wow. I, would make, <laughs> yeah, I would wait, I would make my date, right? Like now that I'm in Louisville, I'm just like, that's a, what bad planning. Like who would possibly do that? But at the time it was like another, another spring Saturday, we got to yeah. do prom. So I would make my date wait until my dad and I watched the Derby. And then, you know, then I was ready to get started. So it was always very important to me that I still preserve that tradition oh, with my dad. And then, you know, spring in Monticello is just really all about trying to get as much time on the lake as possible and just yeah. get you out there and enjoy the beautiful Lake Cumberland. Right. I feel like when people come to Kentucky, whether it's to come to the Derby, experience the, the Derby week, and then they go out to the Bourbon Trail and visit throughout Kentucky, I feel like we're doing so much more outwards to kind of, after you do this, mm-hmm. come there. Are there places in, in Kentucky that you're like, still to this day, you like to visit? with your family or that are just near and dear to your heart or that you would tell somebody, Hey, after you do the Derby, make sure you go here. Mm -hmm. You raise an incredible point, which is to try to plan the Derby schedule for someone is overwhelming because you do, there's so much about Kentucky you want to show off to them. There's so much outside of the racetrack that just represents how great this state is. For me, it's when I moved away to other, other cities, 
you know, it's like, it's like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, right? Like we all think we just want to get away and then mm-hmm. you realize everything you want is right here and how incredibly blessed we are in the state of Kentucky with all the beauty and wonder. Um, for me, it is no matter where I move to, to get home, I have to drive this back road stretch of land between Glasgow, Kentucky and Monticello. And I'm talking like the windiest roads you can imagine. And it is just the most beautiful mountainous countryside and is where I feel the most like myself. And I would think, you know, any, any travel blogger that exists, I wish they could just take that drive and, and describe it for the world and its beauty. Now, after, during Derby week, I have to send my, I have two young children. And so I send them to my parents' house. So they get to go to Monticello during Derby. Oh, that's while wonderful. I'm, yes. And I, I love that for them. But to meet my parents halfway between where I grew up and where I am now is Glasgow Cave City area. And so the day after Derby, I'm usually meeting them at that place called Kentucky Down Under yes. <laughs> to retrieve my children. And so we're, we're like petting kangaroos. It's like, I feel like I've been, you know, like pulled up from this Derby madness. And <laughs> you feel like another. you should be in the zoo. <laughs> yes, crazy. There's no service, no zoo that would surprise me the day after Derby. So uh, yeah, usually we're, we're petting kangaroos and just like enjoying <laughs> uh, this insane wildlife in the middle of, of Kentucky. Um, I love it. After. So I love it there too. That's a typical normal Kentucky thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you get to do or try to do normal things Derby week? You know, I'm always fascinated by people that are within the industry that love to go. It's we love to go to this one restaurant or we love to do this, or is there things that you like to do that you're like, yeah, this makes it complete. I try to preserve as much family tradition as I can because I'm away so much in the lead up to Derby. So for example, you know, I always like to do Thunder over Louisville with my boys. And the funny thing about that is we had actually booked um, a room at the Galt house for 2020 back when my boys still needed naps during the day. That was the whole purpose is we can take them back to the room and have their naps. Now, two years later, we finally got to use the reservation. I don't need naps anymore, but we still uh, went to, we spent an entire weekend downtown just doing the most touristy things you can find leading up to, to Thunder. So that was special. The boat race, they really enjoy the boat race. So that's one of those afternoons that I try to keep for the family. Um, in terms of a restaurant, gosh, you know, I used to, on the Wednesday before Derby, love to go to Jack Fry's. And I can't do that one anymore, but I love to do a long lunch at Jack Fry's. That was back when I was in the magazine and had a little more control. I think after we sent the magazine off to print, I'd go celebrate with a long yeah. lunch at Jack Fry's. So um, I, I love hearing about people's traditions like that. Yeah. There's so many Derby Festival events that are special to me that the Balloon Glow, that's another big one that my kids really like. So if I can make that happen, I do. And it's, it's neat to, you all are a part of that experience and that memory that, that people that visit are going to have forever, right? Like that's just really, they're always, people going to remember what they did here and where they ate and what they saw. And that's, that's just huge probably to think about. Yeah. It's it, one of those things you just have to remind yourself, you know, I just say every interaction, every time you know, and it's because that's the one person who is going to remember it and they're going to take it on and become one of those, what I call evangelists for the Derby, where they're going to talk about how special it is. And I'm not a huge Disney person, but I did take my kids to Disney once. And I remember as we were waiting in line to get a photo with the character, um, a bee came and stung one of my children on the eye. And of course he had a meltdown and he was next in line. So I thought, oh, great. We've waited this entire time. 
And from out of nowhere, someone who worked there just appeared with stickers and things to make him stop crying. It was almost like this miraculous moment. And I thought, how did this person even know to do that? And I remember that because I, I tell people on the team, like, we have to be proactive. We have to be thinking of ways to make experiences more memorable. And look, there's plenty of people who show up angry on Derby Day because parking was complicated or they had to stand in, in line for a long time. So, you know, what is our way to leave a good impression when, you know, in the, in the day and age of crowds, the odds are kind of stacked against you for people to leave disgruntled over something. So you're right. We want to make those lasting and positive memories. And that means you help. <laughs> this happened and you will not believe how they exceeded my expectations. Exceeding <laughs> expectations. That's it. That's the phrase. Exactly. Well, Tanya, thank you so much. Thank you, Claudia. I enjoy seeing you so much. A very special thank you to Tanya for speaking with me on the podcast. So if you're excited for Derby, stay up to date on everything happening at KentuckyDerby.com. Have a great week, everybody. Cheers.